do you think there's such a thing as human nature? That we're born with certain talents and temperaments, that they're uh, a result of um, evolution, just like our, our bodies. Then there's got to be a way in which they play themselves out in the development of the brain. And of course, that information is coded in our, in our genome, in our DNA. A key question is, how does our genetic makeup, our endowment, interact with our experience to make us who we are? In particular, to make us uh, what makes us different from one another. There are things in our genome that we all share. The vast majority of our uh, genes are the same as every other human, and that's what's responsible for our unity as a species. But of course, we're not clones. People are different. And one can ask, how do we get different? The chapter on children, on the development of children, in my book, The Blank Slate, was probably the most uh, controversial of the 23 chapters, even though there were plenty of hot buttons in that book, such as politics and violence and sex differences and discussions of rape and murder and war and liberal versus conservative ideologies. It was the chapter of children that, uh, that really got people uh, hot and bothered. And it came from reporting what have come to be known somewhat informally as the three laws of behavioral genetics. Now, psychology doesn't have laws the way physics has laws, but there are findings that are so replicable over so many studies of hundreds of thousands of people that they almost deserve to be called laws. The first law is that all behavioral traits are partly heritable. What does that mean? It means that some of the variation within a culture between one person and another, what makes Jason different from Sam, what makes Emily different from Jessica, comes from differences in their genes. How do we know that? Well, nowadays we can have people drool into tubes and look at their DNA, and we find that there are massive statistical correlations between our thousands of genetic variants and any trait that we try to measure. But way before there, there was that technology, still really in its infancy, there were powerful but simpler methods of establishing the effect of genes. For example, you could compare identical twins who share all of their genes and their environment with fraternal twins who share half their genes and their environment. If the identical twins are more similar to each other than the fraternal twins, it suggests that their greater amount of genetic overlap has a role. And there are the many complications and asterisks and, and uh, digressions that have been worked out over the decades, but the finding is pretty solid. Or for that matter, you could look at uh, the special case of identical twins who are separated at birth and raised in different families, sometimes different continents. And uh, the finding is that they are remarkably similar, not indistinguishable, but, uh, but more similar than uh, two people who even grow up in the same family. So the first law is that all traits are partly, not completely, but partly heritable. Second uh, law of behavioral genetics turns up in study after study, whatever you choose to measure, whether it's personality, character, intelligence, habits, smoking, drug addiction, uh, number of books that you read, number, amount of television that you uh, watch, likelihood of getting into trouble with the law, that the effects of the genes are stronger than effects of families. And in fact, often the effects of families are uh, surprisingly small, indeed zero, by the time you're an adult. Now, this 
people find mind-boggling. Uh, but here's the rationale behind it. Remember those identical twins that were separated at birth and brought up in separate families? Um, and, you know, they're pretty similar because they have the same genes, even though they were brought up in, in uh, different families. Okay, well, now compare them to identical twins that were brought up in the same family. Now, you might think, wow, well, they should be really similar because not only do they share their same genes, but they also share the same parents, the same neighborhood, the same older siblings, the same younger siblings. So they should be much more similar. And the answer is they're not. In fact, in general, adopted kids who grow up in the same home are no more similar by the time they're adults than adoptive kids who, are gro who grow up in, in uh, separate homes. All those years of growing up with, with uh, those parents leave surprisingly little lasting stamp on your intellect and personality. Now, by the way, this is not to say that your culture doesn't matter. Culture does matter, as we see in comparing, say, you know, Manhattanites with indigenous people in the Amazon rainforest, or Papua New Guinea, or Bedouins. Uh, culture obviously matters a lot. But if you were to switch the kids around in different families within the same culture, you find that there's surprisingly little uh, effect. Now, people find this mind-boggling because they look at parents and they look at kids, they see the obvious uh, connection between how the parent treated the kid and how the kid turned out, and they say, well, parenting obviously shaped them. But the problem is that unless you're looking at adoptive children and their parents, you have a massive confound. Namely, the parents give their children an environment. Parents also give children their genes. Uh, unless you have adopted families, you can't tease them apart. And when you do tease them apart with adoptive households, you see that genes matter much more than uh, families. Uh, so the fact that parents who talk more to their kids have kids who end up with better language skills, the fact that people who spank their kids end up with kids who are more violent, doesn't necessarily mean that talking to your kids makes them better at language. It might just mean that people who talk more have genes that make them more linguistic, and they pass those, kid, those genes on to their kids. People who are violent to their kids are more temperamentally violent. Their kids inherit that temperament. They're more violent, too. This is a massive uh, problem in a lot of social science research, where if you don't take into account the genetic overlap, you can misattribute effects of heritability and falsely think that they're effects of uh, parenting. This, by the way, is an insight that comes from a psychologist named Judith Rich Harris. She never had a university job because she was kicked out of graduate school for not fitting the stereotype of a psychologist. She ended up turning the field on its uh, ear by calling attention to these very robust findings from behavioral genetics that uh, people uh, tended to ignore. Now, the first law is that all behavioral traits are uh, heritable. Second law is that effects of genes are stronger than effects of families, which are often uh, weak to zero. The third law is there's a lot of variation that is neither genetic nor familial. Now, people have a lot of trouble wrapping their heads around this because everyone thinks, oh, well, there's heredity, there's environment. The more heredity, the less environment, and vice versa. But actually, that turns out not to, not to really be true, at least if you consider the environment to be something that you can really look at or measure, like the effects of families. Here's the finding. It's really not all that complicated. Let's go back to our identical twins who are reared together in the same household. Okay, they got the same DNA, genes are the same, same mother, same father, same older, 
siblings, same younger siblings, same number of books in the house, same number of TVs in the house, same teachers, same, same everything. So they should be absolutely indistinguishable. They should be you know, clones. Well, if you know a pair of identical twins, you know they're not indistinguishable. They have separate personalities. I know this intimately, having um, two identical twin uncles, Barry and Mark, who are more similar than people picked uh, off the street at random, but no one in the family had any doubt which was which. They each had their personality, and that's true of all individuals. Well, that leads to a real puzzle that I think psychologists have not really thought through enough, which is, how can they be different? It's not their genes. It's not their environment, or at least not anything stable about the environment, like who your mother is or what, what neighborhood you live in. It suggests to me that there is a massive effect of chance on the development of who we are. What do I mean by chance? Well, chance all kind of embraces everything that, uh, that we can't predict and measure. It could be chance events in the genome. New mutations happen with every baby, and when you have even identical twins who come from an egg splitting into two, there could be a mutation that develops in one fertilized egg and embryo, but not in the other. There are mutations that develop as uh, in our bodies as we grow and develop that could be different in the two twins. There could be factors in brain development that the genes can't control down to the last synapse. It could be that growing axons in the brain of uh, one twin zig on, in one day and they zag uh, in the other. There could be random factors in development that you don't take into account when you just look at families like, you know, who got the top bunk bed? Who got the bottom bunk bed? Did one child get chased by a dog one day and the other one not? Or get teased by his friends or picked on by a bully? All of these things seem to add up to make us who we are in a way that we could never really pin down in our own autobiographies, that we could never pin down in most scientific studies, but may have a huge effect in, uh, in who we are. These are the three uh, counterintuitive findings from behavioral genetics, again, massively uh, replicable, that I tried to explain in the children chapter of The Blank Slate, with full credit to uh, Judith Rich uh, Harris, um, that I consider to be among the most interesting things I've discovered about the, the mystery of who we are.